Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Gabe Nelson. Gabe already had an established thriving business and solid reputation in his industry when he recognized an interesting trend among some of his favorite clients. More and more, he found himself working with self-employed professionals and solo entrepreneurs. And as a business owner himself, he was fired up about helping them navigate the unique challenges they were facing because he was just like them. He also knew that with more of the workforce becoming self-employed every day, more people could benefit from working with an advisor who knows how to plan for the whole financial picture, including legal, estate, financial, retirement, life, disability, and more with an entrepreneurial spirit. Gabe then started a podcast called Solopreneur Money to act as a resource center for his clients and others. Welcome, Gabe. How are you today? I'm great, Terry. I'm excited to be on with you today. And I'm happy to have you because I know there's going to be lots of good information for my boomers today. So let's start. You started your podcast because you knew that some of your clients needed solutions as solo entrepreneurs. What kind of reaction are you getting from your listeners? Well, we're starting to see some really nice growth. So we're we're seeing great feedback where people are really starting to share this and starting to make it grow nicely. And I'm starting to notice more and more people subscribing to my resources so they can start to get that great information that I've been sharing. I mean, checklists on all kinds of things to help you really manage your money better, run your business better and have a better life. Well, we might as well start with that. Where do my where does my audience find that information? Because I know you have a lot of free checklists and all. So where would they go to find that? And then we'll get into a little bit more of it during the podcast. Sure. The best place to go is go to my website, GabeNelsonFinancial.com. And that's going to pull up a window, the first page of, of my website. And there's a little tab on there or a button that says podcast. Just click on podcast. And then there's a resources tab. And all you got to just click on the resources In order to get all those resources, we're going to ask you for your email address. Uh, Don't worry. We're not going to spam you. We're going to basically send you uh, little updates about once a month of information that also then talks about podcasts, additional things going on in the world. And I love to cook. So I share recipes. Every now and then I'll share a cool drink recipe. So I I share a little more personal stuff on that side uh, that you'll get. But you'll get access to all of the resources. And then you'll always have access as I keep creating more and more of them. Yeah. And I've already downloaded some of them like estate planning and what was one of the other ones, estate planning, which is excellent retirement planning. Where do I start transition with confidence? So there's a lot of good resources there. So please, my audience go there and get the resources. They're all free and they'll help you, you know, get your mind straight and figure out what you need to do first. But Now, as we get into today's podcast, and I lost my sheet with my question. So here we go. For my audience who might never have used a financial planner, which I'm guessing might be a lot of people, 
What's the first most important step for them getting their finances under control? Because I have a feeling a lot of boomers don't have their finances under control. So what's a good first step? Well, the first step would be to just keep it really, really simple and go back to kind of like when you first started making money and first started paying bills is is sit down and figure out how much money you have coming in and then figure out how much money you have going out and run a little bit of a budget. So the first step is to just take a and get an assessment of where you are. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It can be a piece of paper and a crayon. It doesn't have to be a, a ton. Just sit down and go, all right, I've got X amount coming in from my social security. I have X amount of dollars coming in from my pension if I have one, a little bit of money coming in from a part-time job or a side hustle or whatever I might have going. And then what are all my expenses that I have that's going out and just list them. So your first place to get an understanding on how to master those finances is to understand where you currently are, because then that tells you a story as to where you're going to maybe be going. Right. And if you're at a minus, you're in big trouble, then you need to figure out how am I going to correct that? Because my guess, again, a lot of boomers didn't put enough money away. So if they've been retired a while, they might be, you know, getting close to that minus situation. They're thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? So it is a good first step to kind of get a picture of what's going on. So would you recommend that boomers consult a financial planner if they're already retired and don't have any new income coming in? Is a financial planner still a good idea? I think, if it, I mean, obviously I'm going to say, yes, a financial planner is a great idea considering that's the, what I do. But here's what I'll say. The answer is yes. You're going to want to consult with a financial advisor if some of these other things you don't feel like you have what I would say mastered. The first one is, estate planning. Do you have your ducks in a row to make sure that when you do die, because you are going to die someday, I don't mean to sound dark, but we we are going to die someday. We need to make sure that when we do, that our mess is not a mess and that it is put together the way it should be. So do we have our estate in place? Do we have a will in place? Do we have a power of attorney in place? Do we have healthcare directives in place? Do we have those things in place in writing, signed, sealed, notarized, so that people can act upon it in the event that you die. Now, a financial planner isn't going to be the one who's going to create that document. An attorney's going to create that document. But what financial planners are really, really good at is understanding your whole financial picture and what your true goals and objectives are to make sure that everything is what you say you want to have happen is going to happen. And then a lot of those financial planners will then even consult with the attorney with you to make sure that it gets done correctly, because this legalese is not always the easiest stuff to understand, the stuff that's in there. Now, so that's your estate planning. But then if you're retired, are you 100% sure that you're not going to run out of money? I mean, are you taking the right amount of money out of your investments to make sure that you won't run out of money? You know, the number one thing most retirees worry about is they worry about dying, you know, let me rephrase that, outliving their income and outliving their assets. So a financial planner can A, make sure that you're taking the right amount of money out. And then on top of that, that financial planner, financial advisor, whatever you want to call them, can also consult with you on making sure that you have the proper allocation of your funds in place. Do you have the things in place to make sure that the right investments are going to allow you to be able to not outlive your money. And you're taking the right withdrawal rates. And now let's take it a step further. Let's go to taxes. 
All right. Your financial planner, your financial advisor can then also consult with you and make sure you're taking the money the right way or doing things to take advantage of the tax code to reduce your tax bills now and throughout the rest of your life. So there's three things that a financial planner can step into. There's multiple other ones, but those are three. Your asset allocation, make sure that you're taking the right amount of money, taxes, and I can actually, I should say four, the estate planning piece are four things that financial planners, advisors can really help you with, even if you already are retired. Right. And I think a lot of baby boomers think that they've told people, this is what I want. So that's, it's going to happen. Uh-uh. If you don't have everything written down, it's not happening. It's got to be signed, sealed and delivered. And you don't want to, and even after you have all that paperwork done, you have to put it in a safe place and tell your people, your children or whoever's going to take care of your state where it is. Cause if they can't find it, it doesn't help them either. Right. That is correct. That is correct. I'm actually standing in my office and I'm looking over at my printer and next to my printer is a folder. In that folder is a letter written to my wife. All right. That basically says where everything currently is that she needs to know for my business, as well as our, all of our planning, estate planning, everything. So she knows that if something happens to me, because I travel, I take a couple trips with a buddy and we go snowboarding and we're, we're not exactly, you know, snowboarding on little mountains and we're, we're having fun. And, and I also will travel with my daughters sometimes away from my wife and she needs to know that if something happens to me, what does she need to do? So I have a, I'm looking at it. I can see it right here. It's ready to go written down every little step that she would need to make. And so boomers, those of you listening to this, have you written the letter? Because that's the one step that doesn't normally get done that says, here's everything you need to know that you need to do. Now, it's in this place, it's in that place, and here's the phone numbers, here's who to call. And don't be afraid to put your financial planner on there. If you have a financial planner, don't be afraid to put that person on there. I know quite a few of my clients have my name and phone number written on that letter that just says, if something happens, call Gabe. He will take care of everything. And I'll just step in and take care of the steps that we go. So- that is so important because so many people forget about that. You need all your logging codes to get into accounts. All of that information needs to be there and available because when it happens, it's hard enough losing the person you love. And then if you don't know what, where to go, what to do, you're in total shock and you just don't even know what to do. It's happened to family members in my family and it's been a nightmare. They just have no idea how to handle anything. And I think a lot of boomers are like this where the man took care of all the finances and all the bill paying and all of that. So when he dies first, they don't even know what to pay, how to pay, where's the money. They know nothing. So if you don't have something to give them an outline of what to do, or at least one of the kids can step in and start helping out, they're just really at a big loss. Not only have they lost you, but now they don't even know what to do. Their whole life is upset. And I think it happens more than we would like it to happen. I would agree with you. I've seen it. I've even seen one where just recently a client of mine, his father passed away and it was the exact same situation. His, it was his stepmother, never paid a bill, never dealt with anything. And so after his father passed away, he had to sit down with her. I mean, I think she's an 80 year old woman. She's never done this before. He had to teach her how to write a check, had to teach her how to pay bills, had to teach her how to go through and balance the checkbook because she never had to do it before. 
That's fine. And you know what? I was taking a client out looking at homes one day and her husband was making a lot of money, most of the money she wasn't working. And all I said, I think I lost her over this, but I said, it's really important for you to know where the money comes from, how it goes in, how I said, my sister just lost her husband. And I'm telling you, it's really important for you to know that information. I think she felt like I was like scolding her or something. So that was it. I lost that, that person. She just never came back. And I'm just trying to give you helpful information. This is important. He's doing everything. You're only taking care of the house. If something happens, you are going to be so lost. So, you know, and she didn't listen. So off she went, got a new realtor and that was that. And I'm like, well, good riddance. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a good know, way to I was put just it. trying to be helpful. And if you couldn't pick that up, too bad. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a lot of us out there that just don't take those steps. And it just like when my aunt Mary died, we had all the paperwork. We had been working her with her for a whole year before that because she was getting ready to turn 80. So she had office buildings she earned money from and everything. So we had everything done. Her will was there, all signed, sealed, the, all the power of attorneys. When she had a stroke and was in the hospital, there was a do not resuscitate. She did not want to be a vegetable. Do not resuscitate me. We had all the paperwork and the nurses were in shock. They're like, oh my God, we've never had anyone bring us all this stuff in. The minute we heard she was in the hospital, my sister who had all the paperwork brought it all in and she did happen to pass away in the hospital, but she didn't want to be a vegetable. So it probably was the best thing for her, but so important. It made life so much easier to have everything. Everyone knew what to do, everything. We knew how to handle everything. So it's, a, it's an important step. So baby boomers, listen, we really, I think we think we can just put it off another day, another day. It's one of those things. Oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. And, and then we don't do it, but it, it really is so important. I'm in the process of putting down all of my logins because they're kind of like all over the place. And that's not good because no one will be able to figure that out. So I'm in the process of putting them all in one paper so that it's all in one spot. Well, and, and let me let me share a tip with you, because here about five or six years ago, I started to get kind of overwhelmed of all of the logins, all of the user IDs, all the passwords. And so I started using a password manager and the password manager that I use is Dashlane and Dashlane for like $40 a year keeps track of all of your passwords. It goes to all of your different computers and that you have to remember one master password is all you have to remember. And so if you can then have something like that, then you don't have to worry about all the rest of them. You just have to have one master password that your spouse or your children or your siblings, whoever steps in, they only have to have it that one master password that you've written down for them so they can still access everything. So that's just another tip to make this, to make easier. it a little easier. Mm -hmm. And I have that too, but I don't trust it. So I'm still going to have a list. Sure. That works too. <laughs> Yes, I like the backup because you just never know. It works great with me because when I'm on the computer with all the different passwords, I can just hit that and the password comes up. It's great. But I like to have the backup because you just don't know what might happen. And if somehow your computer blows up, I guess, I guess you could still get to it somehow. But I, I like to have the backup. It's just, you know, it doesn't hurt. doesn't nope, hurt. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So my baby boomers that are starting a side hustle, and I have, I think there's a lot of them that are doing it because they need a little extra money. Either it's a little part-time job or they're starting something online. What's your best advice for them as far as what they need to know to get started with their side hustle? Well, the first thing is, is if it's just a part-time job, 
there's really not a whole lot that's necessary unless it's a 1099 type of job. If someone's going to 1099 you for the work that you're doing, then that takes me to the next step. And that next step is, is do you need an entity such as an LLC or an S corporation to receive that money? Now, it's all going to depend really upon how much money you're making to determine, is it going to be worth having the LLC or the S-Corp? Because the S-Corp is where you can really start to manage your tax bill. But the issue is going to come down to is, is how much money are you going to be making and is it going to be necessary? Because the thing that you have to remember, if you're going to start a side hustle, you're going to have to pay taxes. And when you pay taxes on those revenues that you make, if you don't have very much for expenses, even if you're just an Uber driver, I met a guy after you and I met the the Uber driver that took me back to the airport was making $120,000, $150,000 a year as an Uber driver. And so I started asking him, all right, so do you got an LLC set up? Are you set up as an S Corp? Are you doing your retirement plan? And he turns and looks at me and he says, yes, I'm doing all of that. He said, oh, I, for him. yes, he said, I had a financial advisor give, I was given a ride to once and I started asking him questions and he pretty much wow. told him everything that I was asking him. So he put it all into place to help him save on taxes, build for retirement and do the things that he was doing. And for your listeners, you and I met at podcast movement. And so it was a conference in Nashville in, in August of 2021. And so it's, it's interesting that that the story I'm sharing comes from going back to the airport. But what I would say is your boomers need to think about is, all right, how much money am I going to make? And if you're going to start making a decent amount of money, now what's a decent amount of money? I would say, you know, realistically, anything probably $40,000 or more, you better be thinking about an entity. If it's under $40,000 and you're not making a lot of money off of your social security and your pensions, there's a good chance you're not going to pay a lot in taxes anyways, because you're going to be in the lower tax brackets. But if you start adding up, then you're going to want to get yourself to an accountant, have that accountant consult with you, which best entity is going to be a financial planner, such as myself, who specializes in solopreneurs. I know just as much, I'm almost as dangerous as a CPA will say as to, you know, the entities and things like that that you should do. But what you're going to want to do is you're going to take a look and say, all right, what is going to be the best thing for me tax-wise? And then what I would say is back up a little bit, if you are starting a side hustle, and this has nothing to do with you know what planning to do or what changes to make with your business, but begin with that end in mind. Like, where are you going with this side hustle? And then that helps you as the operator of that business determine what type of work, what kind of things, what kind of changes, what kind of, if you're going to market or whatever you're going to do, how are you going to run that business when you think about what your end goal is? Right. That's excellent. That's excellent. Cause it all depends. So, yep. And, and I think there are going to be a lot of people that are earning some extra money. So, and maybe some of them will get up to a hundred thousand extra a year. That would be great. And, and then you really, the earlier you start thinking about it, the better you don't want to wait to earning a hundred thousand. It's a little bit too late by that point, because some of these things have to be set up ahead of time. Um, it's better when they're set up ahead of time. But if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year on a 1099 or a schedule C, you're going to want to start making some changes because you're going to be paying some pretty healthy taxes. Absolutely. Sounds good. So we already talked about where my audience can contact you and where they can get all of your resources. So I encourage them to go to your website. And for those of you that are out exercising or walking and don't have a pencil and paper nearby, all of the information will be in the show notes 
Um, you'll just go to kickassboomers.com, click on Gabe's picture. It'll be right there. And then all the show notes come up. So you'll be able to get onto his website and, you know, take advantage of all of his free resources and the podcast, because I looked at the podcast and each one, you can just look at titles and see which ones you need. They're not all going to go for you. You don't need all of them. But if you're planning on hiring people, he's done podcasts on that, how to hire and how to build your crew, all of that stuff. So there's all different types of podcasts. So whatever you think you need, you can just go and listen to that one. It's really good. Is there one final thought you would like to leave with my Boomer Nation? One final thought that kind of, you know, puts it all together for them? Well, I suppose probably the final thought would be to just do the simple things first. Start with your little budget. Like I said, you can do it on paper and a crayon if you need to. How much is coming in? How much is going out? Use that as your, what I would call your checkup. And like you said earlier, Terry, if you're in the negative, well, then you got some problems. If you're in the positive, what are some things that you can do to maintain that positivity? We'll call it. I mean, could you spend a little less money? Could you save a little more money? Or do you need to make some more money? Get an understanding of where you are currently so that you'll know where to go so that you don't end up with your you know, head in the sand and not really know what's going on. And then all of a sudden it sneaks up on you and you're now in trouble. That would be the thing I would say. And the one thing I don't think baby boomers have planned for is the uh, inflation that we're having. And inflation over 10 years can really wreak havoc on your budget. So to me, it's very important to work as much as I can between 70 and 80 so that if I'm slowing down between 80 and 90, there's enough money there. Because that is the, one of the biggest worries is that we will run out of money. That's just everyone's biggest worry. So I like to try and do as much as I can between 70 and 80. And inflation is already starting. And that can you think you're OK today? Am I OK 10 years from now? Another good reason to talk to a financial planner. Am I going to be OK 10 years from now? How can I kind of get around this inflation thing? Because it's happened all over the years, but sometimes it's just way worse than others. And we're just in a really bad cycle right now where everything's going up, everything costs more. And the other thing I wanted to say, I have a friend who when their father died, he left all this money to the mother and the mother let the son make decisions for her. They wanted her to get a financial planner. She didn't want to pay the money. And I think it was only $400. Didn't want to pay the money, didn't want to pay the money. So the son made a big, huge mistake because he didn't understand 401ks. He had no idea what a 401k was. The bank called and said, do you want us to just roll this over or do you want to take the money? And he said, I'll just take it. $90,000 mistake. 90000 in taxes she had to pay because she didn't want to pay a financial advisor $400. So I'm just putting that out there. You might think I can't afford one, but in many ways, you really can't afford not to have one. You do not want to make that mistake. And she's still mad at her son because of that. It wasn't his fault. He doesn't know anything about financial planning. Her husband left her money in a lot of different ways. She needed someone to look at that and figure out and make sure it was in the right places and tell her what to do. She said no, $90,000 in taxes. That is a big mistake. So warning out there for you, baby boomers, don't be afraid to get a financial. They see the whole picture. They know things you don't know. You can't figure out what they know right up front. They can look at one page and go, oh, I see it right here. There's the problem. 
You can't do that on your own. So please, please don't think of financial planners and accountants and everybody else as expenses because they're not. They will save your behind in the long run. So that's just you know, something that happened to a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and I'll never forget it. And it still created problems in the family all these years later. So you don't want that happening to you. Get the financial planner involved, have him look at things and you'll be happy you did. Right, Gabe? I'm very happy. We will definitely, most of the time, not cost you (laughs) $90,000. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. You would have been able to tell him, roll it over or put it into something else, roll it into something else. But he didn't understand that it had to be done within the 30 days or whatever. And they just put it into her bank account. And that was that. So yeah, you do. We can't all understand everything. That's not what we're supposed to do. That's why you hire people to help you. You hire house cleaners as you get older, because you don't want to do all that heavy cleaning. You hire people to cut your grass, to do all kinds of things. Well, we need help with money because things are way more complicated than when our parents were getting older, way more complicated. And especially the ones, the more money you have, the more times you have to make sure it's being taken care of properly. And you want to make sure you do the estate planning to make sure it goes where you want it to go when you're no longer here, because that's heartbreaking for it not to go where you wanted it to go. So there you go. I think that was a lot of good advice. What do you think, Gabe? I think it was fantastic. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better. You did great explaining all of that. I agree. Good, good. Well, this was great. I really enjoyed having you as my guest. And I thank you for all of your knowledge. This has been great. Again, I encourage boomers to go to Gabe's website and it is Gabe Financial. Gabe you want to give Nelson, it to us one more time? Gabe Nelson Financial.com. Right. And it will be in the show notes, but Gabe Nelson Financial.com. Is it financial or an S on that? Uh, it is straight up financial. Gabe financial. Nelson Financial.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, there you go. You have a baby boomer, so go out there, take advantage of his free information, even if you don't use him. If you do nothing else but start looking at his worksheets, you'll start thinking, oh, no, I maybe do need some help. (laughs) So there you go. Thank you so much for being my guest. I really enjoyed it today. Thanks, Terry. Had a blast. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.